0: Jesus promised his disciples in Acts 1.8 You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Welcome to You Shall Receive Power. And here are your hosts, Etienne McClintock and Colin Hone.
1: Greetings and a warm welcome to the program. We are delighted to have your company again today and thank you for tuning in. We are looking at this book 50 Days Prayers and Devotionals To Prepare for the Latter Rain and Christ's Return That is the purpose of this program And as we looked at last week We looked at the importance of the message that God sends his last day people, his last day church, to prepare them to stand in the great day of Jesus Christ at his second coming. So we covered those aspects of it, but we also spoke about the fact that Satan knows this. He knows that his time is short and he runs around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, that may not be a physical devour. Quite often this will be talking about things in the spiritual realm. He'll devour them through deceptions, through lies, through sophistries and, and figments of people's imagination, which they then present as so-called truth but as contrary to the word of God. And at this time to to uh, undermine the efforts of Satan, to bring people to a right relationship with Christ, to have them stand on the platform of truth, which is Jesus Christ our high priest Our sacrifice Our Lord and Savior He brings in these deceptive errors And we looked at it last week It was called the Alpha of Apostasy And then we also read about the fact that Following after that would be the Omega The last great deception The last great apostasy Which is there to undermine the pillars Of truth, the pillars of our faith. So, just before we get into continuing the study, we just invite you to bow your heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, we come before you again as your servants, humbly wanting to learn from you. We just pray, Father, for the Spirit of truth to teach us, to instruct us, to lead us as you've promised into all truth. May the Word of God. May the thoughts and the meditations of our heart, Father, be inspired by you and therefore be acceptable in your sight, you our God and our Redeemer. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. So, Colin, we continue this very interesting study regarding this important message right for our time. This is a message for our time. And just... To preempt what we are about to talk about today and to s- discuss, I want to read what uh, the Apostle Paul said, because there's always been a clear and present danger to the church, especially when some of those early pioneers of, of God's movement, you know, and his day were passing from the scene, they were dying, and also even in those people who went through that bitter disappointment in 1844, and they were passing from the scene as well. And Paul here, just before his departure, is talking to the elders of the church of Ephesus, and he says there that therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which He purchased with His own blood. So they are to shepherd the church; He's made them overseers, but ultimately it's God's purchased possession. God owns it, and He says, "For." I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease... To warn everyone day and night with tears. So, here we have a warning as well that amongst God's people, a prominent person by the name of Dr. John Harvey Kellogg was raised up. He had the truth for a while. But as Paul says, even amongst yourselves there will be men rising up speaking perverse things. This man started speaking perverse things, and he was leading people astray. As matter of fact, he was leading many people after himself, and when he left the church, many people went with him as well. So we've got to be very careful, and God is warning us here, as he has through Alan White, as he did through the apostle Paul, that we've got to be very careful. And ultimately, the message that God sends us is the Laodicean message, the message to warn us and to prepare us for Jesus Christ's return.
2: That's right. And we and we know that God's last day uh, church keep the commandments of God mm. and the faith of Jesus. They give the three angels a message to the world, the everlasting gospel. And we know that a Satan will try to undermine this. Yes. And um, you know that God's last day church, as we spoke before, will have one of the elements as they'll have the Spirit of prophecy, mm. of the testament of Jesus. And thank the Lord for that. That we have in the church. And we believe that God raised up um, Ellen White and gave her the gift of prophecy. And she had over 2,000 visions, one of the founders of the church, 2,000 visions. Mm. God giving her visions to help the church through find their way through the fog. Yes. Through the fog. Mm. And occasionally to meet an iceberg. Mm. And she had a vision about a ship. Meeting an iceberg. It was foggy. And the or- captain gave the orders to meet it, to head, go head on. This was about 1901. This was just before, this was even a few years before the um, Titanic happened. And she said, meet it, go head on to it. And they met it, and the ship was shuttered. It was damaged, but it kept on going and mm. sailing into the ocean. Where if the ship had tried and go around it, Look, just like the Titanic, yeah, it got ripped and it sunk.
1: Yeah. The yeah, Titanic happened a few years after this. I think it was 1912 when the Titanic sunk around April. That's right.
2: Mm. And Ellen White had this vision and she was told in the vision to meet the teachings from the book Living Temple by Dr. Kellogg. And she said that this, the teachings in this book, which she called the Alpha of apostasies would undermine the foundation of our faith. Now, we know that the foundation of our faith is Jesus Christ mm. as our high priest and him cleansing the sanctuary. Amen. Or removing or blotting out of sin in the heavenly sanctuary, the record of our sins, mm. and removing it out of our heart, corresponding of the gold being refined in the fire to prepare us for the second coming of Jesus. That's right. And so she recognized that this book would undermine the foundations of the faith. She called this Apostle the Alpha. And she gave her the vision about the ship on how to meet it. And she met it by writing letters to ministers and to doctors unre- or revealing their apostasies in this book. And we know that it shuttered the church. Mm. Many leaders left the church. Mm. Many doctors left the church who were leading up in the health message at that time. But she also says in her day, she says, that there would what appear to be what were called The Omega Apostasy in the last days So there would be apostasies in the last days Right That she says would come in And they would She believes they would concern God's message To his last day, latest in church mm. And she says that it would Undermine the foundational f- Truths of our church Our, our church yes. Which is the cleansing of the sanctuary message yes. And I believe that this uh, message has been developing for several decades and mm. it seems to be widely accepted in many, by many quarters in our church today. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've been in Venice for about 24 years and I've seen, you know, many fads come and teachings and aposties come and go.
3: Mm.
2: I've seen them come and go. And uh, I've heard some warnings uh, about each one of them being their Omega Apostasy over the years. That's the Omega Apostasy or that's the Omega Apostasy. But I just want to make something clear. Ellen White says that any apostasy that undermines the foundation of our faith, that is the Omega Apostasy. So that's a key here. So I believe that the Omega Apostasy concerning God's message to his last day, Laodicea Church, so the message that goes out to Laodicea, this Laodicea message, mm. that centers on obedience to God's Ten Commandments. In short, the Omega Apostasy teaches that the Ten Commandments cannot be kept. Right. And... Sin cannot be completely overcome in one's life mm. so, we, so we're not doing away with the Ten Commandments Yeah, We uphold the Ten Commandments But they teach that we can't
1: keep the Ten Commandments So they're still are teaching that virtue is better than vice yeah. But the power to live a virtuous life is not quite there
2: But Revelation 14 says That here are they that keep the commandments of God well, It doesn't say clear. here are they that try to keep the commandments of God Or or simply preach it Or or want to Or desire to It says they keep the commandments of God And they have the faith of Jesus Mm. And the only way that we can keep the Ten Commandments Is if Jesus lives in us Because if Jesus lives in us through the Holy Spirit He will seek to obey His Father's commandments In and through us And the other part of it Is that sin cannot be completely overcome in one's life In other words We will keep on sinning until Jesus comes, wow. there'll be no end to it. Until mm. Jesus comes,
1: you know, when Adam and Eve sinned, you know, when sin entered our our planet here, they were taken out of the Garden of Eden because they were not allowed to touch the tree of life, lest they eat of the tree and then sin is perpetuated. We have immortal sinners, so to speak. So God put them out of the tree. Mm. Now, how are we to get? Access back to the tree. You know, Revelation chapter 22, the very last chapter of the Bible says that. It says in verse 14, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter through the gates into the city.
2: Does it say, Blessed are those who try to keep his commandments?
1: It's not about trying. Or,
2: Blessed are those, it doesn't say anything about not being able to keep God's commandments. In actual fact, in Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10, Mm. it says, Because of Jesus' death on the cross, Because he paid for the sins on the cross, God has given us pardon and power. Yes. You shall receive power Mm. to obey God's commandments. Because in Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10, it says that the Holy Spirit under the new covenant, a covenant means a new deal. Yes, yes. That God himself... Through the Holy Spirit, will write His laws, His Ten Commandments, Mm. on our mind and our hearts, and give us a desire to obey Him.
1: And it's very clear from the covenant as the Lord speaking. The Lord says, "I will put my laws in their mind." So that's talking about the thoughts, Mm -hmm. and I will write them on their hearts. It's talking about the feelings. The thoughts and feelings combined make up our character. So, what's God saying? I will write them on their, put them in their minds and write them on their hearts so that I will be their God and they shall be my people. So he's
2: putting on our hearts to obey him. That's right. So in other words, we'll have no other gods before us. That's the first commandment. And so anyone that's saying that God's commandments cannot be
1: kept is undermining the covenant of promise that we have received through Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it is a counter gospel. And also they're saying that sin
2: cannot be completely overcome in one's mm. life. It can't be done. Yes. And so, and it's because of these concerns, you know, for our church and his people, and and God's last closing work on the planet Earth that we're sharing these messages. We um, we want to consider the latest in message found in Revelation chapter three, because I believe this is a key of coming out of this condition uh, that we're in. Mm. And we want to also I want to just look at a couple of following statements by Ellen White in that context. Now we believe that Ellen White was a Prophet, a messenger from God, who was raised up in eighteen around the eighteen forty four, uh, when the Advent message went to the world, the three angels' messages began, and we know that in eighteen forty four, according to uh, the prophecy in Daniel, that the work of judgment began in heaven. The hmm. work of judgment. How long how long? Daniel asked the question and before the sanctuary is cleansed, and he says, twenty three hundred Days, which we know yes. in prophecy is 2300 years mm. And we've done talks about this so If That's you need right. to get yes. any more information please contact us yes. And we can get you a study on that mm. On the 2300 day prophecy And the 70 weeks prophecy But that ended will began in 1844 mm. Where a message Of which is the three angels message Which says judgment has begun That's right. It corresponds with that message in Daniel mm. And so we believe that God raised up um, Ellen White and gave her the spirit of prophecy And she had 2,000 visions, and she wrote down these visions and counsel in many of her books. And also we know in Revelation chapter 12, again, it says that God's last day remnant church would have the gift of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, which is the gift Mm. of prophecy. Mm. Anyway, this is what she wrote, um, and it's an interesting thing. She says, the first quote is an answer an angel gave when she asked. So she asked the angel, what would cause the shaking amongst God's people? Mm. All right. What would cause the shaking amongst God's people? Remember, those shaken from amongst God's people will not be ready for Christ's return. That's Yeah, that's
1: right.
2: And this is what the angel replied to her in early writings, page 270. Would you like to just read to her what, what the angel sure. told her?
1: So the the shaking of God's people It would be caused by the straight testimony Called forth by the counsel of the true witness To the latest scenes So let's just stop
2: there It would be called by a straight testimony Mm All right. so this is what's going to cause the shaking Some people will be giving a straight testimony Called forth by the counsel of the true witness Now who is the true witness?
1: Well the faithful and true witness is none other than Jesus Christ He says I am the way, the truth and the life
2: Yeah in Revelation chapter 3 Jesus says doesn't he say that in Revelation chapter 3 he says who's writing the letter let's just read verse 14 of chapter 3 i just want to confirm this it says to the angel of the church of the laodiceans write this is jesus speaking mm. these things says the amen the faithful and true witness the that's beginning right. of the creation of god this is jesus mm. so this testimony testimony that's given through the counsel by Jesus to the later seeing, to Laodiceans Is going to cause people to rise up against this message So let's keep reading what, what this angel said to um,
1: Ellen White in this vision Okay, so it's called forth by the counsel of the true witness to the Laodiceans This will have its effect upon the heart of the
2: receiver Wow, she's saying that this message to the Laodiceans if it's heated, if we let Jesus in mm. and we receive the eye salve, we receive the gold, we receive the righteousness of Christ and we zealously repent If we and we overcome, it says yes. he who overcomes. If we receive this message, it says it will have an effect upon the heart of the receiver. Mm. And then what will it do? What will it okay. cause the receiver
1: to do? Well, the receiver says it will lead him and her, I guess, to exalt the standard. What's the standard? Ten Commandments. We'll lift up, exalt the standard. The of the God's Lord. God. Yes. Yes. So we'll lift up the standard and pour forth the straight testimony. So people will receive Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's knocking at the door. Now, how does Jesus
2: come in? He how comes
1: does... when we open the door. We're yep. Not...
2: And how does he come and live in us? Yeah, through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, through the daily baptism of the Holy mm, Spirit. So the amen. message to receive Jesus through the daily baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. right, will cause what? Will cause us to receive the anoint the anointment or the uh, eye salve that we'll be able to see clearly. It will cause us to buy gold from Jesus, which has already been refined in the fire. Yeah, yeah. Be fine and find that made me rich. And white garments, the righteousness of Christ, Christ. Amen. that we may clothe, all right, and cause us to zealously repent, mm. all right? And so all this is what's going to cause um, God's people to exalt the God's law mm. and go out. And pour forth the straight truth.
1: Now, it's interesting that it says that they go forward to pour forth the straight truth. Now, what has caused them to do that? Well, they've received the straight testimony of the true witness of the late, to the later sins, which is they receive the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? Which includes the spirit of prophecy. Testimony of Jesus
2: Christ is the spirit of prophecy. they received yeah. that. They've been baptized with the Holy Spirit mm. because their eyes have been anointed with eye salve, which represents the Holy Spirit, and letting Jesus in. Okay, they uphold the law of God and preach the straight truth. But how right. something's going to happen in the church that okay. people aren't going to be happy about this.
1: So those who receive it pour forth a straight truth, but some will not bear the straight testimony. Mm. They will rise up against it, and this will cause a shaking amongst God's people. Wow.
2: So this message that goes out is going to cause some conflict. mm. And because of this conflict it 's going to cause a shaking amongst god 's people mm.
1: now so some will receive the straight testimony it will transform and change their lives because it will have an effect upon the heart of the receiver. It also has an effect on those who do not receive it because they rise up against us Wow, because
2: did you notice that this message causes us to zealously repent mm. there's a lot of repent a message that calls us to repent, yes. Um, um, you know, which means to repent of our sins mm. It's not a message to be that you'll be saved in your sins It's a message that Jesus has will save us from our sins Now let's look at um, the second statement concerning the sealing and shaking
1: Okay, this one comes from Bible Commentary, Volume 4, page 1161 mm. And it's talking about the sealing It says, just as soon as the people of God are sealed in their foreheads It is not any seal or mark that can be seen, but a settling into the truth, both intellectually and spiritually, so that they cannot be moved. Just as soon as God's people are sealed and prepared for the shaking, it will come. Wow. Where
2: else do we talk about waiting for God wanting to seal us on the foreheads?
1: Well, in Revelation chapter 7. That's right. After the question is asked, who will be able to stand during that day when Christ comes? Yeah, who's able to stand when Jesus comes with all his glory and, and, and the
2: wicked are destroyed by the brightness of his mm. coming and then by the angels and everything. And it says that the people who are able to stand are the 144,000 who have what? They have the seal of the living God. Mm. And we look also, if you look at Revelations 14, yes. verse one, fourteen 14, verse 1, where it says, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing in the mountain Zion, and with him 144,000. So he's talking about the 144,000 that are able to stand who are sealed, right? Yes. In actual fact, it says God is waiting, right? He's actually holding back from these winds of strife, the time of trouble, mm. all the... All the things that come upon this earth, he's holding it back until his people are sealed on their forehead. And interesting, it says the 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads. foreheads. So the father's name is written on their foreheads. Now, interestingly, when we look back and we look at God's glory and um, back in Exodus, it talks about that Moses asked God, show me your glory. Mm. And he says, "I'll let pass all oh my goodness pass before me." Yes. And he starts talking about his character. He mm. says, "I'm merciful. I'm graceful. I'm, you know, I'm
1: long-suffering, yeah, long suffering. abundant in mercy and truth." These That's are all right. the
2: fruits of the Spirit. Mm. These are the characteristics of God. And then he says, "I'll proclaim my name before you." Mm. So he he puts his name and his character are one and the same.
1: Yeah, his goodness is one and the same. That's right. And
2: his character. And so his name, remember it's Father's name, they're written on their foreheads. And then guess what he does? He then gives Moses his Ten Commandments.
1: Yeah, that's right. Straight after that, yeah, he yeah, gives him the Ten Commandments,
2: which are a transcript of God's character. character yes. His law is a transcript of God's character. It's who God is. And so the second statement says, just as the people of God are sealed in their foreheads, it's not any seal or mark that we can see. In, so it's not sort of barcode or some sort of, you know, it's something that's unseen, mm. but it's in our forehead and our hearts. It's our characters being reflected by Jesus and by the Father. Mm. And they settle into the truth. Yeah, the both truth of God.
1: Intellectually and spiritually. So there's an intellectual pursuit, but there's also a spiritual pursuit because the intellectual transforms the heart and the mind.
2: That's right. Mm. And so Through we, the Holy Spirit. That's right. So we want to we explore and understand what God's message is to the Laodicean Church and why it's essential that God's people receive it and enter into an experience with Christ that he offers to them. And we're going to also unpack and see that the Omega Apostasy is teaching that undermines the Laodicean warning and leads individuals to actually rise up against it. The last great apostasy is in our very midst today. And... Um, we're going to actually unpack a bit now and look at an overview of the latest scene message,
3: okay.
2: which actually will set the stage for everything else we want to talk about. What's the brief overview of the latest scene message? Mm. Now, Let's just w- read that one more time. We want to read what the message is to Reve- uh, the latest scene message, which is found in Revelation chapter three, verse fourteen and twenty-two. We just want to read this again, and then we're going to look, go into it, and we're going to start unpacking it. It says, Until the angel of the church of Laodicea is right." this is Jesus speaking, these things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness. This is Jesus. Hmm. The beginning of creation of God. I know thy works. He's talking to the church in the last days. I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. I would wish you were hot or cold. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you thee out of my mouth. Because you say that I'm rich and increase with goods and need of nothing. We think we're okay. Mm. We think we've got everything. We're okay. And it's not talking about physical here. It's talking about spiritually. And don't you even notice that you are wretched, miserable, poor, and blind, and naked? This is what Jesus is saying. I counsel thee. Jesus is counseling. He's encouraging us. Buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou may be rich. And the white raiment that thou may be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear. And also to anoint your eyes with eye salve so that you can see. Then Jesus says, I love you. He says, as many as I love, mm. I rebuke and chasten. Then he says this. Be zealous, therefore, because of all these things that look at your true condition, God. Yes, yes. Because of all this. Be zealous therefore and repent Mm. He's not just saying repent He's saying zealously repent Yes. Then he says behold I stand at the door and knock And if any man hear my voice And open the door I will come into him And will sup with him It means he'll come and eat with us Dine with us, be Mm. with us And he with me Then he says to him that overcomes I will grant to sit with me On my throne Even as I also overcame and I'm set down with my father in his throne. So we need to know how did Jesus overcome? How did Jesus yes, overcome? Because yes. he's saying, as I overcome, you overcome. Mm. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit has said unto the churches. Wow. So from reading this text, it's clear why this warning is so important to heed. Mm. Those who ignore it will be spewed out of God's mouth, meaning they will not be ready for Christ's return and be eternally lost. Yeah. This is because those in Laodicea do not know their true condition before God. However, they do not realize they are actually wretched, miserable, poor, sinners devoid of spiritual riches. They are blind to the condition and God's will, to this condition of God, and God's will. Therefore, in God's sight, they are naked, standing in their own self-righteousness, ignorant
1: of Christ's righteousness. Mm. Well, Colin, we'll just take a break right there and we'll be back right after this short message. Stay tuned.
2: The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them, for they come from the very heart of God. He loves you, and He is the Father you have been looking for all your life. This is His love letter to you. My child, I am your Father and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. I have always been father and will always be father.
3: My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you, love. Your dad,
1: Almighty God. Father's Love Letter used by permission. Copyright 1999. Father Heart Communications. www.fathersloveletter.com. Dear listener, welcome back to You Shall Receive Power. We are continuing our study at the moment regarding the straight testimony of the true witness to the latest scenes, the one who calls himself the Amen, the faithful and true witness to his last day church. That's Jesus, isn't it, Eddie? That is Jesus. Amen. So Jesus is sending us a message. It's a message of love. It's a message of warning. And it wants to wake us up from a lukewarmness that is pervading our spiritual condition. We're neither hot nor cold, the Bible says to us. So... How are we to find a solution to this condition that we have this lukewarmness that we experience Colin. Well let's re- in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 it gives us the solution
2: the only solution is to let Jesus into our lives mm. That's our only solution which indicates that Christ is not in the lives of those in Laodicea Wow if Jesus is knocking on the door to the church mm. and he's saying let me in it then means that he's not in because why would it be knocking outside
1: you know that, that is yeah that's not probably something that we would like to hear but if that is the truth yeah. and that is genuinely our condition and we can't say that Jesus is lying to us he's telling us the truth yeah well, he's saying let in then me. it needs a urgent remedy
2: mm, he's saying let us in they mm. only have a profession of faith a form of godliness but denying the power of it remember mm. Jesus says you have a form of godliness but you deny the power of it but not a genuine faith of godliness in Second Timothy chapter three, verse five. Mm. What does that say? in Second Timothy chapter three, verse five. We'll just turn there. And Timothy is talking about God's last day people. In the last days, he's talking about what the condition.
1: Yes. yes, well, Second Timothy chapter 3 talks about this, that in the last days perilous times will come. And then it says there at the end in verse 5 that these people will have a form of godliness but deny its power and from such people turn away.
2: There it is, yeah. And, and, but the good news is it's because God loves us that he gives us this serious warning in Revelation chapter 3 verse 19. And thankfully God not only gives the warning but he also presents the solution mm, thank you, Lord. to lay and in spiritually void condition by counseling us to buy from him, which means to give oneself 100% to God. Mm. And, and what is it we are to buy from God? What are the things that we are to buy? Well, we are to surrender ourselves 100% to God and receive the eye salve of the Spirit. And the I salve refers to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We need to purchase the white raiment, which refers to the justifying and sanctifying righteousness of Christ. Some scholars would call it the imputed righteousness of Christ and the imparted righteousness of Christ. Amen. His justification and his sanctification, righteousness of Christ. Finally, if we surrender completely to God in the spirit baptism and righteousness by faith experience, we will be able to receive the gold, which is the gold of God's character of faith and love. Mm. And this final condition of receiving the gold is the last step in coming completely out of our later seen condition and becoming God's last day commandment keeping people, just like Revelation 14 says here are they that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. And those who come out of this latest in condition, right, by receiving the gifts that God Jesus has given us and becoming God's last day commandment keeping people, will be ready for Christ's second coming. Mm. I love what Ellen White, you know, says, you know, in the spirit of prophecy, she gives us a significant reason to heed the latest sin warning. Remember, in her book, Early Writings, we read that she asked the angel. About what would cause the shaking Amongst God's people That's right Now remember Eddie Those shaken from amongst God's people Will not be ready for Christ's return Mm. And the angel replied And he says it would be caused By the straight testimony Called forth by the counsel of the true witness Remember in Revelation chapter 3 It says Jesus is the The true true witness. witness That's right And it's his counsel And it says his people Give the straight testimony and it says this will have an effect on the heart of the receiver, and will lead him to exalt the standard which is God's law mm. and pour forth the straight truth. Yes, but this message will also cause many people not to bear the straight testimony. Mm. they will she says that they will rise up against it. This is people in the church will rise up yes. against the message or the straight testimony rise
1: up against the message of Jesus. yeah, incredible,
2: yeah. The message of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. That's the message. Jesus is knocking the door saying, let me in. And they will rise up against it. And this is what will cause a shaking amongst God's people.
3: Mm.
1: Now, it's interesting, you know, the last book of the Old Testament also comes with a message from the Lord to his people. And... They say something about themselves and then God says something contrary to that. And then they say something about themselves and God says something contrary. So here we have these people who are in the latest C and condition, the lukewarm condition. It says, yet you say you are rich and have become increased with goods and have need of nothing and you don't know. So just as just before Jesus' first coming in the book of Malachi, there was an issue where people didn't know their true condition, so we find just before Jesus' second coming, God's people again find themselves in a situation where they do not know. And were they ready for Jesus first coming because they didn't know their true condition? Ah, no, no, a lot of them weren't. I mean and the, were they lost? They were lost. They rejected Jesus, but God sent them a message of warning through a man called John the Baptist. Yes, and what was the message, a message of what? Repentance. Repent and be baptized. Yeah. yeah, even referred to some of the religious leaders of the day, you brood of vipers, who has who has warned you to uh, escape from the conflict to come, or the uh, you know the wrath to come. Only the people
2: who saw their true condition accepted the message and were baptized. And what did they do? They repented and That's were right. baptized, and then they received Jesus as their Messiah. Amen. But most of them thought they were okay. Mm. I'm okay. I don't need to repent. Yeah, those My re- condition's fine. I'm I'm okay. I yeah. believe all the truths. I have the Bible. I have the the truths of the Bible. I I understand the health laws. I understand the Bible and the prophecies. I'm okay. Mm. What do I need?
1: Yeah. So he came to prepare the way of the Lord. It was prophesied mm. in the book of of Isaiah
2: and Malachi as
1: well. And Malachi as well. The, the Elijah. Oh, message. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, we also then read. Uh, That those who rejected his message were not able to receive the message of Jesus as the Messiah That's right One rejection led to another Do
2: you think the same thing could be happening in the last days, Edian? Yeah,
1: absolutely it could
2: be That this message goes out, the message of Elijah, right? The Mm. spirit of Elijah that was seen in John the Baptist to prepare the way of Jesus for his first coming The spirit of Elijah Mm. will also be in God's people like it was in John the Baptist to prepare the way of the Lord's second coming. Isn't it interesting, though, that the spirit of Elijah was to turn the hearts of
1: what? The fathers. To the to sons. The, to the children, yeah, to the sons, and the hearts of the sons to their fathers. That's right. There's yeah. also another
2: message that an angel, when he's speaking to John the, ba- uh, John, um, the Baptist's parents, I believe it was.
1: Yes, Zachariah and Elizabeth, yeah. Yes. So
2: this angel comes to uh, Zacharias and he talk, tells him in Luke chapter 1, verse 13, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, mm. even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God.
3: Mm, amen.
2: So the message will be, and he says, he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah mm. to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So the message was to turn the hearts of sons and fathers, but also to turn Israel back to the heavenly Father. Mm, amen. And that's going to same thing that last days. The spirit of Elijah' message is to reconcile us. Reconcile. God's people Back to him
1: Amen And, and, the, to the, and that's what The latest Seah message is, is all about And trying to do That's right And it's to give us A knowledge That we do not have Because we do not know That we are wretched Miserable Poor Blind And naked Malachi chapter 1 For example It says there Malachi chapter 1 Verse 2 The same as God says As many as I love I rebuke and chasten." It's this message of love In verse 2 he says I have loved you says the Lord Yet you say in what way have you loved us So there's this controversy between God and them Mm. Then it also talks there in verse 6 It talks about God saying that the son honors his father And the servant his master If I am the father where is my honor And if I am the master where is my reverence Says the Lord of hosts Uh, To you you priests who despise my name Yet you say in what way have we despised your name And then he says in verse seven, "You offer defiled food on my altar." But says, "In what way have we defiled you by saying that the table of the Lord is contemptible?" So there's this a a controversy there, for example. And we can, Mm. I'll just skip around. I'll go to chapter two and verse seventeen, and where God says, "You have wearied the Lord with your words." And they say, "In what way have we wearied him? In that you say that everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and He delights in them, or that." Where is the God of justice? Mm. So this controversy that we see there is the same controversy that existed in the last days just before Jesus' second coming. Absolutely. It, it, it existed there during, uh, at, the, at his first coming. John the Baptist was to overrule that mindset mm. and to bring the hearts back to the God, back to that faithfulness. And the latest Sian message is to do the same thing.
2: It was a message of repentance. It was a message of repentance, and God's last day message will be, um, is a message of zealously to repent. Yeah, and absolutely. so here we find then that hence the shaking, right, mm. is caused by those who do not receive Jesus' last day warning to the Laodiceans. Mm. And the angel pointed out that those who receive the straight testimony will have a heartfelt experience with Jesus. Yes. And this experience will lead them to exalt the standard, the Ten Commandments, which are a transcript of God's character. They will be so impacted by the warning message, it will motivate them to boldly pour forth the straight truth of God's calling for obedience to God's commandments to prepare a people for the second coming of Jesus. Mm. However, Edian, the angel also said some will not bear this straight testimony yes. and will actually rise up against it. It's sad, but true. There will be those who speak and work against God's message to later see it. God calls us to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, his mm. eye salve. Yes, amen. To receive Christ's justifying and sanctifying righteousness, his white raiment, mm. and to perfectly reflect Christ's character, the gold, and this message will be rejected. Those who raise up against these truths have been deceived by Omega's superstancy because these messages will lead to victory over
1: sin and obedience to God's Ten Commandments mm. So the reason why they cannot receive this message And the reason why they rise up against it Is because, as you stated here They've been deceived by Satan's amiga apostasy Yeah mm. And
2: ultimately will be shaken out from amongst God's people
3: mm.
2: Now the conclusion then is that Those who receive the Laodicean message Experience God's seal mm. Some Those who reject it will be shaken out And those who receive it will receive God's seal And this sealing experience will take place prior to the final shaking.
3: Mm.
2: Um, Ellen White confirms this in the spirit of prophecy uh, when she writes these words. Just as soon as the people of God are sealed in their foreheads, it is not any seal or mark that can be seen, but a settling in the truth, both intellectually and spiritually. So they cannot be moved. So... Being moved means they cannot be shaken That's right Stirred yeah. or shaken They cannot be shaken <laughs> And just as soon as God's people are sealed And prepared for the shaking It will come mm. So from this statement We find that those who receive the straight testimony From Jesus to the later sins Will become settled into the truth Both intellectually and spiritually So they cannot be removed Or cannot be moved uh, This is really important uh, for us to experience Since many who will rise up Against this message Of complete victory over sin Will be brothers and sisters In the faith, Edian mm. And even leaders Amongst God's people mm. It's always more difficult To receive criticism From those within the church Than from those who are outside Hence God's sealed people Will have to know for themselves From the Bible What they believe And why they believe it Others, Otherwise they'll have no foundation And will give up their faith you know, and uh,
1: yeah, well, look. This thing about rising up against God's message is not a new thing. The Old Testament is full of that. Where God's prophets would bring a straight testimony, people will rise up against it. They'll find other people, false prophets, to prophesy against these prophesy they... messages of peace and safety. And then the Bible said sudden destruction would hit them because God said, "Be careful! You know, you will become captives in Babylon." And people say, "No, we won't," because the Lord delights in these people. These people were doing the wrong thing, and He says, "Look." They please God. Why, what are you talking about? God, God is amongst every one of them. We have the same thing with Korah, Dathan, and Abraham. when I was they going opposed. To say, they oppose Moses. Yeah. And every prophet that God raised up
2: right throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, people in the church rejected their message.
1: That's right. They were looking for people who would actually soothe their conscience and give them a false message. Now, that sounds crazy. But that is actually the fact is That is happening? the fact of human nature It's people, happened And are, it happens all the time And it still happens today Are people
2: rejecting God's prophet today? God's messenger yeah. The spirit of prophecy Ellen White
1: Well which of the prophets Then they didn't they reject in the Old Testament It's almost, almost the question to ask I'm going to read something From the book of Jeremiah chapter mm. 23 And it's from verse 21 And it says I have not sent these prophets Yet they ran I have not spoken to them Yet they prophesied But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, Mm. then they would have turned them from their evil way. And from the evil of their doings. In other words, these people stood contrary to God's message, contrary to His way, and therefore God's people will not turn from the evil ways and from the evil doings that they were involved with. And we can even read there from the same chapter, Jeremiah 23 and verse 16. It says, Thus says the Lord God, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, they make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise me, the Lord has said you shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say no evil shall come upon you. Mm. Well, what the message of Laodicea is saying is prepare because the day of the Lord is at hand. And as the message of the first coming of Jesus was to prepare the way through John the Baptist. Through John the Baptist, thank you. He also said, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." And that was the gospel that Jesus also preached. He Repent. did said,
2: The kingdom of God. And Peter, on the day of Pentecost, his first sermon, they they said, "What should we do?" Mm. You know, they were cut to the heart. He says, "Repent, be baptized, and you too shall receive the Holy Spirit." Mm. And the message later seen is, "Let Jesus in." Open their door He's knocking Receive the eye salve Receive the righteousness of Christ Receive the gold Mm. And zealously repent Amen And so I want to read this quote This is an incredible quote Written in 1888 uh, Miscellaneous Collection by Ellen White She says We thank God that there are souls who realize That they are in need of something Which they do not possess Mm. That's the first thing to recognize the first step of coming out of our latest in condition Is to realize your true condition Amen It's just being honest
1: Yeah, that's right Well, why would you need a Savior if you're not lost?
2: Just look in the mirror And we just need to be honest with ourselves mm. We need a Savior We need a Lord We need to look at our true condition mm. And it says that We thank God there are souls who realize That they are in need of something Which they do not possess mm. The gold of faith and mm. love The white raiment of Christ's righteousness I mm. salve of spiritual discernment Amen if you possess these precious gifts, the temple of the human soul will not be like a desecrated shrine. Wow. Mm. So the latest message enables those who receive it not to have a desecrated shrine, a soul temple living in sin. Yes. That's what a desecrated shrine is. It's a soul temple living in sin. Their lives will be one of victory over sin through Christ and his righteousness. They have rejected Satan's meager apostate teaching that victory over sin and obeying God's commandments is impossible. Mm. They will reject that. The latest sin message actually describes a sequence of events or sequence of experience. Yes. However, it's a reverse sequence. First, if we look in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, we must let Jesus in as step mm. one. Amen. Which happens when we receive the eye salve of the Spirit by experiencing the daily baptism of the Holy Spirit mm. of Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's through his, this Spirit-filled experience that Christ lives most fully in the believer. That's found in John chapter 14, verse 16 and 18. Who will be able to manifest his justifying and sanctifying righteousness, his white raiment, which is Colossians one twenty-seven. Mm. Which is the hope of glory, Christ, Christ in, us. in you. That's right. Hope of glory Which will ultimately lead to the believer Experience the perfect character of Christ Which is the gold mm. Of which the Ten Commandments Are a transcript Amen. of that character They will be just like Jesus when he comes Just as 1 John 3, 2 says Because why? Because they have purified themselves mm. Through Christ's righteousness and gold Amen. So what we're going to do is we're going to look um, going forward over our next uh, radio programs a brief overview of the latest in warning message, its contents, and the result of receiving or rejecting it. And so we're going to look um, a greater detail the various elements of the message. Mm. You know, we're going to look at the gold. We're going to look. At the eye salve, we're going to look at the white raiment. We're going to go through and look at each element and go through God's word and unpack that, so that we will know exactly what the message is, and so we can receive the message and come out of Laodicea and experience the victory over sin the gospel offers, and be ready for
1: Christ's soon return. Mm, thank you for that, Colin. I look forward to us unpacking those elements of this message. You know, there's a couple of words there that I used. Uh, there's actually five where it talks about a true condition. It says the word wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Now, the word poor, blind, and naked, we are counseled to buy the goods that God is offering us through Jesus Christ, obviously to cover our poverty, cover our blindness, and cover our nakedness. But the word wretched and miserable is obviously the condition that exists because of our poverty, our blindness, and our nakedness in a spiritual sense. Now, the word wretched, I think we may have covered this in a previous program, but the word wretched, the, the word in the Greek is taleporos. That only appears twice in the Bible. It appears here and it also appears in Romans chapter 7 where Paul exclaims, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? So that wretched experience of the Romans 7 man where he's able to will but he's not able to do the good things that he wants to do is a wretched condition. And we find that the latest and message tells us that we're in that same wretched state because it's the only other time the word wretched mm. there, teleporos, is used. To explain that condition So if people think that is the converted condition And the true condition of a person Who has opened the door and let Jesus in Who has received the white raiment Received the gold refined in the fire And received that I-self that is not the condition that remains with that person. So that is a and lukewarm condition, that wretchedness that cries, out, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of death? Mm. The other one there is the word miserable. Now, interestingly, the word miserable is also only used twice in the word of God. And that word miserable there is alienos. And alienos is used in another place. And I just want a page to that place in, in the Bible because that actually has to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And Paul's talking about Jesus being raised from the dead because there's some people in the church saying that there's no resurrection of the of the dead and that the resurrection is already passed. And then he says there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15— And verse 17, it says, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. In other words, if Christ has been raised, then you have been set free from your sins. But if Christ is not raised, then you are still in your sins. So that sin condition remains with those people who have not fully um, taken the merits of Christ and his resurrection and applied them to their own lives. So let's read it again, verse 17. "If, If Christ is not risen then your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. And then also those who have fallen asleep, in other words, those who have died in Christ have perished because, of course, there's no resurrection from the dead. But we know that when we are baptized into Christ, and I think we're going to look at that in our next lesson in Romans chapter 6, those who have been baptized into Christ obviously have gone into the watery grave and they have been raised as Christ was raised to newness of life. Now let's read this in verse 19. First Corinthians fifteen verse nineteen. And if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. Mm. Some translations I think the King James actually says there we are the most miserable. Mm the same Greek word, and it's the only other place where it's used in the message to the Laodiceans and then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Those who have not received that resurrection power of Jesus Christ in their lives are pitiable. The apostle Paul says it, and it's true. To be born again. Yeah, and the true witness to the Laodicean church says that you in that. It's in that situation where you have not yet been born again You have not experienced the resurrection power of Jesus Christ Amen So dear listener We will look to unpack that in our next few programs But just as we're coming to the close of this program We just want to share our contact details with you So we'll just take a short break And we'll be right back after these messages
0: Thank you for joining us on You Shall Receive Power If you would like more information about today's program or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 0249 73 Or you can send an email to radio at 3ABNAustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Dear listener, welcome back to You Shall Receive Power. And just as we wrap up this program, Colin, what will happen to those people who receive the latest sin message? Well, those who receive the
2: latest sin message, who receive it, um, their lives will be one of victory over sin through Christ and His righteousness. Hmm. They will reject Satan's Omega apostasy teaching that victory over sin and obeying God's commandments is impossible. The Laodicean message actually describes a sequence of experience. However, it's a reverse sequence. Mm. The first thing they will learn to do is to let Jesus in every day. So open the door. Open the door. Mm. You know, Revelation 3 verse 20, which happens when we receive the eye salve of the Spirit by experiencing the daily baptism of the Holy Spirit of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Which gives us a spiritual discernment. Yes, which gives us the spiritual discernment. It is through the this spirit-filled experience that Christ lives most fully in the believer, mm. according to John chapter 14, verse 16 and 18. And who will be able to manifest with Christ living in us, they'll be able to manifest his justifying and sanctifying righteousness, which is his white raiment, talking about in, in uh, the messages you later see it, which is Colossians 1.27, Christ in you the hope of glory, yes. which will ultimately lead the believer to experience the perfect character of Christ the gold of which the Ten Commandments are a transcript they will be just like Jesus when he comes 1 John 3 2 so next our next message next uh, week we're going to look at what we need to know what God's people need to understand in order to receive the message and come out of Laodicea experience the victory over sin the gospel offers and be ready for Christ's return so we're going to look at What actually is the Omega Apostasy? How to recognize it and how to win.
1: Excellent, Colin. I'm looking forward to that study. Dear listener, I'm looking forward to that discussion. And I pray that God will bless you and keep you until we meet again.